Today is the 20th day of October, and welcome to the Coffee and Morning Prayers podcast. I invite you to pull up a chair, settle down with your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and join me in prayer. Now let us begin our day. Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, as now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Come, let us adore him. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the caverns of the earth and the heights of the hills are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Oh, that today you would hearken to his voice. Psalms for the 21st day, evening prayer, Psalm 106. Alleluia. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Who can declare the mighty acts of the Lord? or show forth all his praises. Happy are those who act with justice and always do what is right. Remember me, O Lord, with the favor you have for your people and visit me with your saving help, that I may see the prosperity of your elect and be glad with the gladness of your people, that I may glory with your inheritance. We have sinned as our forebearers did. We have done wrong and dealt wickedly. In Egypt, they did not consider your marvelous works, nor remember the abundance of your love. They defied the Most High at the Red Sea. But he saved them for his name's sake, to make his power known. He rebuked the Red Sea, and it dried up. He led them through the deep as through the desert. He saved them from the hand of those who hated them and redeemed them from the hand of the enemy. The waters covered their oppressors, not one of them was left. Then they believed his words and sang him songs of praise. But they soon forgot his deeds and did not wait for his counsel. A craving seized them in the wilderness and they put God to the test in the desert. He gave them what they asked but he sent leanness into their soul. They envied Moses in the camp and Aaron, the Holy One of the Lord. The earth opened and swallowed Dathan and covered the company of Abram. Fire blazed up against their company and flames devoured the wicked. Israel made a bull calf at Horeb and worshiped a molten image. And so they exchanged their glory for the image of an ox that feeds on grass. They forgot God, their Savior, who had done great things in Egypt, wonderful deeds in the land of Ham, and fearful things at the Red Sea. So he would not have destroyed them, 
had not Moses, his chosen, stood before them in the breach to turn away his wrath from consuming them. They refused the pleasant land and would not believe his promise. They grumbled in their tents and would not listen to the voice of the Lord. So he lifted his hand against them to overthrow them in the wilderness, to cast out their seed among the nations and to scatter them through the lands. They joined themselves at Baal Peor and ate sacrifices offered to the dead. They provoked him to anger with their actions and a plague broke out among them. Then Phineas stood up and interceded and the plague came to an end. This was reckoned to him as righteousness throughout all generations forever. Again they provoked his angers at the waters of Meribah so that he punished Moses because of them. For they so embittered his spirit and they spoke rash words with his lips. They did not destroy the peoples as the Lord has commanded them. They intermingled with the heathen and learned their pagan ways, so that they worshiped their idols, which became a snare to them. Their sacrificed their sons and their daughters to evil spirits. They shed innocent blood, the blood of their sons and daughters, which they offered to the idols of Canaan, and the land was defiled with blood. Thus they were polluted by their actions and went whoring into the evil deeds. Therefore the wrath of the Lord was kindled against his people, and he abhorred his inheritance. He gave them over to the hand of the heathen, and those who hated them ruled over them. Their enemies oppressed them, and they were humbled under his hand. Many a time did he deliver them, but they rebelled through their own devices and were brought down to their iniquity. Nevertheless, he saw their distress. When he had heard their lamentation, he remembered his covenant with them and relented in accordance with his great mercy. He caused them to be pitied, but those who held them captive. Save us, O Lord our God, and gather us from among the nations, that we may give thanks to your holy name and glory in your praise. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Let all the people say, Amen, Alleluia. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, and was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the Revelation to John, chapter 9, beginning at the 13th verse. The sixth angel blew his trumpet, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar before God saying to the sixth angel who had the trumpet, Release the four angels who are bound at the great rivers Euphrates. So the four angels were released, who had been held ready for the hour, the day, the month, and the year to kill a third of humankind. The number of the troops of Calvary was 200 million. I heard their number. And this was how I saw the horses in my vision. The riders wore horse breastplates and the color of fire and the sapphire and the sulfur and the head of the horses were like lion's heads and fire and smoke and sulfur came out of their mouths. 
but these three plagues, a third of humankind was killed by the fire and smoke and sulfur coming out of their mouths. For the power of the horses is in their mouths and in their tails, and their tails are like serpents having heads, and with them they inflict harm. The rest of humankind, who were not killed by these plagues, did not repent of the works of their hands, or giving up worship deeming, or idols and gold and silver and bronze and stone and wood, which cannot see or hear or walk. And they did not repent of their murders or their sorceries or their fornication or their thefts. Glory to you, Lord God of our fathers. You are worthy of praise. Glory to you. Glory to you for the radiance of your holy name. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. Glory to you in the splendor of your temple, on the throne of your majesty. Glory to you. Glory to you seated between the cherubim. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. Glory to you beholding the depths of in the high vault of heaven, glory to you. Glory to you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. A reading from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 10, beginning at the 38th verse. As Jesus and the disciples went on their way, he entered a certain village, where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks, so she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do the work all by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. Lord, you now have set your servant free to go in peace as you have promised. For these eyes of mine have seen the Savior, whom you have prepared for all the world to see, a light to enlighten the nations and the glory of your people Israel. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reflection for Friday, for the week of Proper 24, as we continue our reading from the City of God, by Augustine, Bishop of Hippo, year 430. It is clear to me that my next task is to discuss the appointed ends of these two cities, the earthly and the heavenly. My purpose is to make clear the great differences between these hallowed realities and our hope, the hope given to us by God. For our final good is that for which other things are to be desired, while it is itself to be desired for its own sake. The final evil is that for which other things are to be shunned, while it itself is to be shunned on its own account. Thus, when we now speak of the final good, we do not mean the end of good whereby good is finished so that it does not exist, 
but the end whereby it is brought to final perfection and fulfillment. And by the final evil, we do not mean the finish of evil whereby it ceases to be, but the final end to which its harmful effects eventually lead. These two ends, then, are the supreme good and the supreme evil. If, therefore, we are asked what reply the city of God gives when asked about each of these points, and the first what view it holds of the ultimate good and the ultimate evil, the reply will be that eternal life is the supreme good and eternal death is the supreme evil, and that to achieve the one and escape the other, we must live rightly. That is why the scripture says, the just one lives on the basis of faith. For we do not yet see our good, and hence we have to seek it by believing. And it is not in our power to live rightly, unless while we believe and pray we receive help from him who has given us the faith to believe that we must be helped by him. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary, and suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day He rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Show us your mercy, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Clothe your ministers with righteousness, that your people sing with joy. Give peace, O Lord, in all the world, for only in you can we live in safety. Lord, keep this nation under your care, and guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth, your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. Almighty God, whose most dear Son went up not to joy, but first he suffered pain and entered not into glory before he was crucified, mercifully grant that we, walking in the way of the cross, may find it none other than the way of life and peace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, 
Amen. Almighty and eternal God, so draw our hearts to you, so guide our minds, so fill our imaginations, so control our wills, that we may be wholly yours, utterly dedicated unto you. And then use us, we pray you, as you will, and always to your glory and the welfare of your people. Through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, you stretched out your arms of love on the hardwood of the cross that everyone might come within the reach of your saving embrace. So clothe us in your spirit that we, reaching forth your hands in love, may bring those who do not know you to the knowledge and love of you for the honor of your name. Amen. Accept, O Lord, our thanks and praise for all that you have done for us. We thank you for the splendor of the whole creation, for the beauty of this world, for the wonder of life, and for the mystery of love. We thank you for the blessing of family and friends and for the loving care which surrounds us on every side. We thank you for setting us at tasks which demand our best efforts and for leading us to accomplishments which satisfy and delight us. We thank you also for those disappointments and failures that lead us to acknowledge our dependence on you alone. Above all, we thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, for the truth of his word and for the example of his life, for his steadfast obedience by which he overcame temptation, for his dying through which he overcame death, and for his rising to life again, in which we are raised to the life of your eternal kingdom. Grant us the gift of your Spirit, that we may know Christ and make him known, and through him, at all times and in all places, may give thanks to you in all things. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to him from generation to generation in the church, and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. <laughs>